0: Days, 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 days,
1: All right, it's
2: a middle of the weekday. day. <laughs> I'm already liking this we're halfway through the week gotta I think you'll agree with me you know Monday was rough came out of a three-day weekend and was trying to get my sea legs going again got them back yesterday uh show was good but when I walked off I was tired and went home took a long nap then I couldn't sleep last night that wasn't fun and then this morning I woke up and I said yes we're halfway to Friday. You know what I'm doing Friday, Heidi? I'm going to the track. I haven't been all year long, so I'm going out to Oaklawn. Got to go at least one time. Yeah, man, I love it. I mean, am I I grew up. My my mother was born in Louisville, Kentucky, so I'm um I'm going to relive my ute. All right, I'm going back to the track because uh, she lived uh, two blocks from Churchill Downs. Really? Yeah. I could sit in the backyard and listen to the Kentucky Derby being called, you know, just right by the stables and stuff. And uh, I like, I like, I don't like sulky racing. My dad was in the sulkies and that's because up north they ran that crap. Okay. All the time. If you're going to go to the track, you got to go see the flats. All right. You got to go see the horses run when they come around. There is nothing like being outside standing on the you know the 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 last straightaway and they're coming out of the final turn and they're turning those those horses loose and you can hear them thundering down ah love it he used to have a neighbor that
3: that owned church hill downs oh really his last name was elliot he started uh, ellis he uh he also after he sold it he he started another racetrack over there
2: I've been, look, I've been to a lot of racetracks. I've been to Santa Anita and a lot of different places. I just, I like, I like to watch the horses run. I really do. Uh, What's the one over in Lexington, Kentucky? I really like that one. Uh, They've just upgraded here in the last few years where they actually have an announcer. It was just like an English racetrack for, for years and years and years. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was really a lot of fun. So anyway, I'm going to go this Friday. You know, get get out early. i I get done with the show here early in the morning and then I'll go pick up the wife and then we'll meet some folks and then we'll go have a uh early lunch and then make our way to Oakland. I mean look, the gates open at eleven. Mm-hmm. post time for the first race is one you don't have to get up early <laughs> no well i do and it really doesn't i'm cost getting a up. lot it no. really doesn't cost a lot to have a good day no and you don't have to spend a lot to have a good day That's i mean I'm you saying. don't have to bet on every race unless you want to mm-hmm. all right or if you want to bet more than the minimum mm-hmm. i mean you mean if you're feeling that itch and you say i got to put down you know a c-note then go ahead but make sure Here's my key on this. Make sure you don't need that C-note for something else. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, they they don't call it gambling for nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Your chances of losing your money are better than they are of winning money. Just they have you. more
3: staying power than you do.
2: And it's, well, that's well, I mean, I go to the casinos at times, too, just to go, just to, to stand and look around and stand there with my tongue hanging out and watch all the flashing lights. But, uh, or, or stand close to the craps table and watch the people going absolutely ape out there, you know, the minimums now at these
3: tables at, at these casinos have gotten way too high. Oh, are they now? Uh, to, you know, you talking about anywhere from 20 bucks, you know, something like that, uh, you know, 15, 20 bucks for minimum. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm I like that. I like that maximum of life, you know, hey, I like, minimum of being like maybe two or $3. I like, now. I like throwing quarters.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what I like to do. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> look, I I don't like to give up my, my money easily, and you know, you know, you're going to lose when you go to casino, isn't that right, Rob?
0: Sure. The odds are ultimately against you. That's exactly if right. On one bet. And if what? You it, on one bet and win, walk away.
2: Yeah. What do they do? They'll they'll if they lose to you, if you've had a good day, they'll say, hey, you know what? You don't have anything important to do tomorrow. Let us give you a free room. We'll comp you a room. You stay overnight tonight, have breakfast tomorrow, hit the tables tomorrow early. Mm-hmm. And they'll win their money back. <laughs> That's my problem. I, I try to stay too long, and win money back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you get in the hole, stop digging. <laughs> I'll
3: get up on them pretty good. On, you know, I'll be up on them and all of a sudden. You know, I'm I'm realizing, hey, you know, I'm starting to lose more than dead.
2: Lady luck is fickle. She is fickle. Just you, you just got to you got to be able to control that emotional thing. Do you do you go to the to the uh, casino or to the racetrack very often, Rob?
0: Not often, no. I've been to both, and I've gambled on both, and I've won on both, and I've lost on both. But I don't do it uh, very often at all.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I like I said, I haven't been. Well, Oakland's been closed because of of COVID for the last couple of years, but I haven't been yet this year and they started racing early this year. They started in December, didn't they? End of mm-hmm. December? It's it they started early. Yeah, yeah. it way early and uh, what well, they got about three or four weeks left. So anyway you got... Did you hear
0: Dave that um there's a um, a female uh, uh, excuse me, a male horse that identifies as female? <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right.
0: Wait, what? Huh? And and I'm confused, sorry. I, yeah. I must have gotten two stories mixed up there. Well, Wayne
2: walked into the studio, and I, I had on uh, the libs of TikTok, I was listening to some stuff on the on their uh, Instagram, and there was some LGBTQ++ plus plus person on there trying to explain the whole concept of gender identity and everything, and I was sitting here... I was laughing, wasn't I? Yeah. yeah, and I was wondering what he was listening to. <laughs> I said, Lord have mercy. I had to laugh. This guy who was identifying, you could tell, to a woman, he had lipstick on and mascara and the whole nine yards, and he's talking. And, uh, you know, there was a time in rock and roll. That was cool. But anyway, he, <laughs> he was sitting there talking on the – on this tick and this TikTok, And he says, you know, you got to understand, you know, uh, just because you don't have certain parts or you got us extra parts. Doesn't necessarily mean you're a man or a woman. I mean, there's women out there that have had hysterectomies and I'm going time to leave time. And that's why I stopped it. I you, stopped it. If you don't,
0: I may have actually seen that same video that you've seen. And Dave, we talked about this. If once we've talked about it a thousand times that, that's fine. You want to call yourself whatever you want, really. I, I And unlike some, actually, uh, uh, on the right, which I am, um, I'll call you largely anything you want me to call you. Um, yeah, that see, that bothered,
2: and that bothered this yeah. guy. Let me talk about that after you finish. Go yeah. ahead.
0: Yeah, no, but I was just going to say, but what I won't do is I won't put women... Uh, men rather than women's prison. I won't yeah. allow men, if I am empowered to do so, to compete in women's sports. Um, I won't put uh, um, male, excuse me, I keep saying it backwards. I won't put female on a driver's license or a passport uh, to a biological male because in certain contexts, these things matter, sex matters, and it's real. It's not entirely up to you.
3: You and I think a lot like Robert and uh and in terms of things is I just don't like it pushed on me or even mm-hmm. to my kids or my mm-hmm. grandkids. I
2: definitely don't like it to my grandkids or my younger I mean, kids.
3: When you start trying to force your ideology on other people, then you're you you Yeah,
2: especially out. when my kid is, is forced to sit in one of your classes. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No, that's not how that works. Anyway, this person was upset because they said – you know, some of you use pronouns and you really don't feel the emotion. See, I want you to feel the emotion of it when you say he or him or and as their pronouns. You know, let me be honest. If you ever hear me use a pronoun, it will just be because I want you to shut the you know what up. <laughs> now that's you know, if that will make you be quiet about this, okay. I'll do it so you will shut up, Mm -hmm. period, because whatever what you're saying, blah, 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 has no scientific basis. In fact, look, I can I can say I'm a gorilla, but I ain't no gorilla. Just the way it is. Sorry. If I disapprove of
3: somebody's ideology or something, typically I'll just shake my head and walk
2: away. Yeah,
3: well. But sometimes they won't they 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 follow you they follow you, that's what I was fixing to say. So sure what
2: happened to Johnny Depp with his ex-wife <laughs> Yep. she kept following <laughs> you know, keep following me, you know. <laughs> anyway, that's what listen. I don't like.
3: Keep following me and yelling in my ear and stuff like that and 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 just stay on my heels. that's not you're not going to get a lot of support from
2: me. Okay, so when we come back, let's talk mask or no, no mask what what really does the Biden administration think? And let's come back and talk about that here on the Dave Ellswick show. Uh, because in a matter of 15 minutes, they went three different ways. It was amazing. It was the most amazing thing I've seen in a long time. That's the fastest Joe Biden's moved in months. All right. ICU uh, protection wants to take care of your home or your business for you. They've got all the cameras. Uh, they've got all the monitors. Uh, they've got the, you know, the uh, the, the sensors to put on your windows and your doors. They got the cameras they can put in your doorbell. They got cameras they can put other places on your uh, on your house. Uh, it'll all be delivered to you, all the information to you, Bluetooth to your phone, uh, so you'll know exactly what's happening. They got the uh, algorithms and the analytics, so you can tell whether it's a person, an animal, or a uh, you know even a car. Uh, they uh, start recording when people pull up in your driveway. If you've got a camera there to start recording and it will continue recording to 30 seconds after they leave. So you can watch uh, that whole uh, time. They got 10 p cameras. So they're crystal clear. And uh, always remember when it comes to ICU protection, that it is uh, pay for the service, not for the hardware. Uh, they, they absorb the hard hardware. You get to keep all of that. You just pay for the service, and Billy Mac will take good care of you. This is the company that takes care of Nuclear One. They'll take care of your house. They'll take care of your business. All you got to do is call them, 501-205-1333. That's 501-205-1333. All right, quickly, a little bit of housekeeping with you, and then we'll move forward Robert Steinbach is here. He's a legal professor over at the Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone and do not necessarily reflect that of the school or the uh, university they are attached to. And uh, as you all knew, uh, this Thursday was supposed to be our next uh, town hall. It has been moved. It has been moved. Uh, some things came up. There was a meeting that Uh, the secretary of state was supposed to go to and they had that ice storm and they delayed it and then they got back to him thursday of last week and they said hey uh the this meeting is now going to be held on the 21st okay which is thursday night which is when we were supposed to have the next uh town hall and i talked to uh, john thurston about it and uh, i said well okay I said, we've been telling everybody about this for over a month now. And I said, uh, would you be willing to do it another day? And he said, yeah. And I su- he suggested to me May 5th. And so at that point, now I, I turn and, and, and contact Eddie Joe Williams because he's the challenger. And uh, and I said, Eddie Joe, are you available on the 5th? And he says, no, Dave, I am totally packed for the rest of going up to the the primary uh, voting day on May 24th. And I said, okay, guys, if we can't do it in the evening, would you consider uh, doing it during my show? And uh, they did. We've agreed to next Wednesday. Uh, Eddie Joe will be in the studio, and John Thurston will be on phone. So we will get it done. Alan Kerr will be here to ask questions. But what will be interesting for this is it's it's going to allow you to ask a lot of questions uh, you'll be able to call in get a hold of Heidi tell Heidi you got a question for the candidates you got to be civil you're not civil I got a fast trigger finger on dropping people okay as far as that goes but i'll let you ask your question and then they'll have time both of them will have time to answer that uh, that question. So that's going to happen starting at six oh five next Wednesday morning. That means we will not have our typical interviews from Washington D.C. Uh, with uh, Congressman Hill or Congressman Westerman because we'll dedicate that two hours right. uh, to uh, to the Secretary of State's office, which is a a very important uh, office, by the way. Yeah, Wayne.
3: And can they send their questions in to, oh, yeah. to they, your show? They can always prior do that. and to that. And yeah. That, that's sometimes, because sometimes people don't have time to listen to it yeah. until after the show's over with, and they want to listen to it but uh, uh, later on.
2: Here's your address. Do it by email. Townhall at SalemLR.com. Townhall at SalemLR.com. I told you we would do as much as I do everything I could so that you would get to know these uh, candidates. But I can't go out and kidnap candidates. Mm -hmm. I I can't twist their arms behind their back or hope, you know, hang them up on meat hooks and make them talk. All right. If they say, I don't want to do it, they don't want to do it. That's just the way it goes. Makes me wonder why they don't want to do it, but it is exactly it is that?
3: I think that on your show, like you just suggested, is a great idea, an alternative, especially as busy as some of them are, uh, that they they can do it in the in that show
2: part in the wee hours of the morning. It shows how dedicated you are. Yeah. You dedicated enough to 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 pull this off. Let me get this going. Well, we 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 really are serious about it and have been serious about it, and we have sponsors that have been serious about making it happen. Uh, so anyway, our next one will be next Wednesday, a, day, a week from today. At what time? Six oh five in the morning. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, it'll be broadcast on Facebook, as they always, my show always is. So you'll be able to go back anytime and set your and alarm. watch it. Yeah, set your alarm and come and, and and pay attention. So that's what's that's the housekeeping I had to take care of today, Robert. And and I. I don't know who the uh, person is that takes care of uh, the, uh, the the other District 72 person that's running. I've got to find that out. And then I'm going to try to set up a, a, a debate between you two about District 72. He's in District 73. 73.
0: 73, 73. okay. Yeah. and 73. That's right. Okay, Most well, people to get don't that. know the number. It's uh, Riverdale to Pinnacle, uh, including Pleasant Valley. Um, no, listen, my opponent, uh, I'm happy to come on uh, and debate, Dave, as you well know. Uh, it'll be a one-person debate, I can tell you right now, because uh, uh, my opponent, Johnny Crickets, uh, doesn't say anything, and he's afraid of the press, and he's afraid of the public. Um, so... Uh, you should call him and his paid handlers who put out a flyer that said he's a good conservative. And two days prior, in the newspaper, he said, "I'm a moderate Republican." Well, so maybe they should even talk to each other before they talk to you.
2: And that's a, probably a good idea. You better you better know where you stand before you sit down in front of a microphone. I'll say that. That's
3: not. that's the thing. Is that are you afraid of the microphone? You know,
2: are you? are you or are you not a, a conservative and i've taken myself out of this okay i'm not doing any of the interviews or anything like that mm-hmm. you all are asking the questions alan kerr is asking them we're working i'm trying to get one set up for uh, the mayoral race here mm-hmm. in uh, in little rock and to be carried on this station and on our sister station rejoice uh between the mayor and Steve Lander. So I got to, I'll got take care of that after the primary. That would be
3: a good one, too.
2: Well, it's one that has to happen. Right. I mean, this has to happen... With all these killings that are going on and everything, mm. and you got seventeen-year-old girls that are being taken on the streets of like I Hot Springs, that. and 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 you know they're from Cabot, and it's
3: crazy. And everybody gets Amber Alerts on their phone, yeah. And and you're going wait a minute,
2: you and, know. and then it comes back. You know they've, they 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 got her. the person, and uh, uh, they got the person back, and now they're looking for this white guy, and Lord knows, yep. crazy stuff going on in this state. But that's what happens whenever. And we'll talk about this when we come back. This is what happens when you get light on crime. This is exactly what happens. And if you don't think what those uh, prosecuting attorneys are saying in New York and San Francisco and L.A. and stuff aren't having an effect here, wake up. Because it definitely is. And we'll talk about all of that when we come back. Right now, though, we got news coming up. So let's get the news. Wayne Beach is here. Robert Steinbach is here. Next hour, uh we'll have Alan Kerr come in, and he's going to uh, sit with me, and we'll talk to Congressman Hill and Congressman Westerman. But right now, here's one minute of what's happening around the world. All right, PI Roofing, best roofing company I can suggest that you use, and I uh, was talking to them yesterday we just finally got the last check from my insurance which i got to the folks at pi roofing and i was talking to uh, chris twitt uh, from over at pi and he said they're like a one-armed uh, paper hanger right now in a contest and uh, because they're, they're trying to keep up with all of the different people that have called pi roofing that uh, want their roofs taken care of because of the uh the hail that we had a couple of, of days back about a week ago i mean we had hail that was the size of of uh, softballs there in hail uh, in uh, in cabot and it really damaged the roofs. i remember I was, seriously i told you this uh, uh last week i was sitting at my inside my shelter inside my garage feeling safe but thinking what's my insurance going to say your safe place yeah what you know that if i call them and say they just replaced my roof five weeks ago because of a hailstorm that happened in december and now i may need the roof replaced again because of a hail storm that just happened and i i'm going to ask alan kerr that he's going to be on in next hour he's my insurance guy too so i'm going to ask him about that see what he has has to say about it? Crazy. It just was. Cr- I mean, you could sit inside that that uh, uh, that box that I got, and that's got sixteen bolts that go through the slab, so that I get hit by a tornado, I'm not moving anywhere, uh, unless they can pick up the slab and, and take it. And if it can, it doesn't matter what you're in then. Set up a 10 Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the bottom line is, it was just, it was crazy. It was crazy. You could hear it. Boom! Boom! Hitting outside. I, I was sure we were going to get some broken windows, mm-hmm. and we didn't. We were lucky. I, some of my neighbors weren't so lucky, but that that's what happened. But anyway, you need a roof. You want to have somebody do it that knows what they're doing, somebody who's been local for 20-odd years, then you call PI Roofing. 501-707-3551. 501-707-3551, or go visit them online, P. I. Roofing. Uh, dot com. Joel will do a good job for you. He's the owner over there. And Chris will do a good job as well. You're welcome, Chris. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the Dave Ellswick Show. Robert Steinbach is here. Wayne Beach is here. Hey, let me give this to you guys again. You ready now? Uh, the Biden administration at 1 p.m. said, yes, we want masks on planes. Uh, Biden himself at 2 p.m. No, masks should be optional. The Biden administration at 3 p.m. Yes, we want masks on planes. The Biden administration this morning. Well, we'll let the DOJ decide what they want to do with the uh, CDC. Mm -hmm. And people wonder, and uh, the world doesn't wonder who's running this country. They know that there's nobody running this country right now when they do things like this. I sure hope that we're not ever attacked. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think we should do? I don't know. What do you think we should do? Yeah, you know, what do you think about that, Robert? I mean, seriously. I mean, yeah,
0: it's crazy. David, in fact, exactly what we just talked about before the break by analogy, right? You have a group of handlers and then you have the politician. Uh, I talked about it in my race about my opponent. But here you have a group of handlers and the president. The group of handlers say one thing, and they don't listen to the person who is the the politician, the president. So he says another thing. It's a complete disconnect because nobody's in charge, and nobody knows how to be in charge. It's It's a big game to them, and it's an embarrassment. This current administration is an embarrassment. You can't have handlers running the show. The principal has to run the show. The problem here is quite sincerely, and I try not to be too um, critical in this statement because it's it's sad is that Joe Biden really is not all there any longer. And we need to recognize that he has some uh, deficit now that is apparent. Uh, You saw that video, perhaps, where he finished talking to a group, and he turned to shake the hand of an invisible man. There was
2: nobody there unless it was Harvey, and I just didn't know. I couldn't see him.
0: That's exactly right, Harvey the ghost. And and then he sort of wandered aimlessly for several seconds. He has a problem, and his handlers are are trying to do his job for him. And the last thing you want is a bunch of paid handlers making – Real decisions—they're not capable, uh, and they will just take us down the wrong path, as we've seen uh, during the uh, uh, during this time with the uh, Biden administration. That's what happens when you put handlers in charge. Don't let it happen.
2: Yeah, nothing happens. You know, it's like right. it's the old committee uh, talk that you have about Southern Baptist churches. You know. The committee meets and everybody talks and you end up with uh, an elephant doesn't have a trunk, a tail, or any legs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, nobody knows what the other people are doing. It's crazy. If you haven't heard that, look it up on Google. I'm not going to (laughs) go into it. But the bottom line is, I want to run that down again. The Biden administration at 1 p.m. after they heard about what this federal judge in in Florida had done, uh, said, yes, we want masks on planes. Then Biden himself at 2 p.m., said, no, masks should be optional. Then the Biden administration came out at 3 p.m. and said, yes, we want masks on planes. And then last night, uh, the DOJ uh, said that uh, they were making a decision on whether they were going to appeal the recent ruling that voided the federal mask mandate on public transit, but only if the CDC uh de- deemed it necessary
3: you know i'm waiting for him to say something like this Dave. is that if you wear a mask you're going to go to heaven <laughs>
2: <laughs> it might be you know if you want to if you want to wear a face diaper as uh you know biden made say, it should be your choice if he had said that from the very beginning everybody would have said thank you mr president but instead He cost himself about 20 points in polling by trying to force it on everybody. How
3: can you go any lower than the floor?
2: Well, he's trying. He's digging now. He's digging. Hello, Alan Kerr. How are you today? good morning how are you i am are you sure it's a good morning yet uh
4: i don't know i'll let you know when i wake up <laughs> it's Yo, pouring down raining i couldn't get my dog out? out couldn't get my dog out of his kennel to go out to you know so uh, <laughs> uh poor thing so he had a good idea he stayed in bed and, you, and your and your suit's starting to shrink yeah you know got little wet because I, I got a little wet but, wow. uh, uh good morning yeah uh but if you're wearing a mask does god know who you are I don't know. Of course know. he does. Of course he does. <laughs> I
2: don't know. <laughs> I I I'll be honest when when people started not wearing masks I go to church and it was like, "Where you been?" Oh, I've been here every week. Yeah, <laughs> Because I didn't recognize them, all yeah. right? Cuz they had a mask on, man. It's like being it's like being a kid and playing part of uh, you know, the James brothers gang or something. Yeah.
4: Well, now we've been wearing masks so long, we, everybody's taking them
2: off, we don't recognize yeah, them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then you yes, so wait sir. what's wrong with your skin, as from the mask? Do this for me. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I do like this, yeah. <laughs> you Yeah. Know, I know you by your eyes, you know, as far yeah. as that goes. Well, now the, uh, the fi-
3: iPhone 11 and above, they recognize you with the mask on. Did you know that? No. I facial had no recognition? Yeah. I, had, yeah. I was
4: wondering how they get it, got around that.
3: Yeah. yeah. You know, they have the security on it now. Yeah. They don't recognize your eyes. Your eyeballs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay.
2: <laughs> what, what are they going to do when you use one of those apps on your phone Retina. that changes your color of your eyes? I don't know. What are they going to do about that? You tell me that, Mr. Uh, Smarty Pants lawyer.
4: the the blood vessels (laughs) is what they go by. The retina recognition is the blood vessels,
2: not the guy. Yeah, that's true. I know. That's the backside of the eyeball. I understand that. I
3: always wondered how they were going to do the the photo ID thing when you go to vote. That, you know, how are you going to do that with a mask on?
4: Well, you're gonna have to drop your mask. Well, yeah, at the airport they made me take my mask down.
3: Yeah, look
4: at my picture. (laughs) Let me see what you look like. Remove your mask, okay? Let me, let me. Yeah, they matched it with my picture, and then they said, "Put your mask back on."
2: So I'm happy about that. My son-in-law was livid. He flew back from Germany last Friday. (laughs) had He had to fly all. I mean, that's a that's about a 13 hour flight, and he had to fly the whole way wearing a mask. And now he he didn't he wouldn't have to wear it. By he the was, way, you didn't have to wear that. Yeah, he wasn't happy, man. He said it's crazy over there, Robert. They said in, in Germany, he was he came out of Frankfurt. He said that uh, at the airport, you don't have to wear a mask there. None, of, right. them, none of them will wearing masks over there.
0: Isn't that well, amazing? Look, uh, th- this whole point that you started this segment with uh, reflects – uh, this ongoing problem with the Democrats, they're flip floppers, right? We had that, uh, what was this, with Heinz's uh, husband, what's his name, Kerry, right? Kerry was a flip flopper. Oh, yeah. Uh, Biden is a flip flopper. Um, uh, your, your good f- friend, I say jokingly, Anthony Fauci is a flip flopper. <laughs> um, uh, but this is what you see. They they have no consistent message, right? I, t- I talked about it the last segment, my opponent. He's a, a moderate. He's a conservative. Depends what day you ask him. Uh, you need people in office who have convictions and believe in what they say. Doesn't mean you can't learn, uh, but you can't be flip-flopping as Joe Biden did four times in one day.
2: Yeah. Hey, like Hey, guys, I found out something the other day. Uh, Kristen used to be on the election. Mm-hmm. The commission. She moved to the FDA. Did you hear about that? Yeah. That's a bummer. Not for her. She's going to make more money. All right. Yeah. And, uh, it, I got to tell you what, she is one of those ladies that is a sterling example of somebody who does their job and does it right. Yeah. She did a good job and she
4: really took some hits for it too. Yes, she did. They
2: attacked her
4: oh my gosh
2: you think she was right you know she was running libs for tiktok
4: well uh, somebody told me one time incoming means you're engaged
2: <laughs> yeah that's true that's, <laughs> that's true that's you're one. you're over the enemy target right. if you're if seeing incoming act, you're, act. you're engaged so and what's going on but and i'm sorry to see her go. i'm hoping that we'll oh, we'll she, have some good people she, is, replace she has her. done her her civic duty for for quite a while now so yeah she has and she's done a great job I uh, I contacted her the other day. I wanted to come on the air and talk a little bit about local politics. Yeah. And she said, well, let me talk to my, you know, people that are in charge and see if I can do that. Because yeah. when, when you work for the government, no matter what form of government, right, you got to talk to them when you're going to go talk well, on the media. You work for the government. They, you're not supposed to have an opinion that that's that's very true, though. All right. Six forty seven. Let's get uh, our final break this hour. And then the next hour, I'm going to have Alan here, and we'll also have Congressman Hill and Congressman Westerman with us by telephone. Don't forget about East End Towing. They are ready to do your their job if your car gets broken down. If it breaks down on the highway and you need a tow, call East End Towing because they understand towing. They understand the situations, and they'll handle it for you. They got the answers. All you got to do is call them. Again, their number is 501-888-8849. All right, back with you. Yeah, I was talking to somebody uh, yesterday. I will not say who it was, but I I just told them. I was uh, texting back and forth, and I said, I will be so happy when the primary is over. Oh, me too. I hate primaries. Well, here's what bothers me is... People become enemies over. It. Yeah, I, and I told
4: my wife I never will run in a primary because you got to say bad things about your your oppo- your friends, uh-huh. and your your fellow Republicans. You got to, and, and then you know when it's all over, you got to be friends with them again. You know, so
2: you got to figure out a way to mend. Yeah,
4: the yeah. So yeah. I, I oh,
2: man. Yeah, how do you do that? Uh, you know, this is your first foray into running for an office, Robert. Does that does that worry you at all?
0: Well, Dave, what really worries me, frankly, when it comes to primaries, is that we have, uh, here in Arkansas, too many people running in the Republican primary who aren't Republicans. I agree. So yeah. I'm less concerned about the friendship and more concerned about the phonies, because that's what we're seeing.
2: I'm wondering, and I, I've talked, look, Doyle's not the head of the party anymore here yeah. in Arkansas. Okay, uh, Janelle is. And I haven't had uh, the the time to sit down and talk to her. But I still want a closed primary here in Arkansas so that you don't have to worry about Republicans coming over and trying to, you, you know. Democrats, you mean? No, Democrats. Yeah, Democrats coming over and voting in the Republican primary well, to try to pick a weak uh, candidate.
4: Well, the problem is, though, Dave, there, you, there's not a blood test that tells you know Republican or Democrat. Uh,
2: how are you gonna How are you gonna tell? Well, the way you the way you, you use it is, in the way it was in Indiana at least. If you wanted to vote in the primary, you had to determine tell the tell them if you were a Republican or Democrat, and then when the the real election came, the general came, you had to vote in the Republican on the that ballot you, so you, couldn't you get use, a, use
4: their voting history that's correct
2: okay yeah so that mm-hmm. you, you do that and i like that better than giving people the opportunity to you know just say well i can't win as a uh, democrat this year so i'll i'll put a yeah. R in front and of i can now. tell you people over in
3: eastern arkansas feel exactly what you just said they want to close primary the ones yeah. that i've talked to they want to be able to, to to uh shut off the the other side if you and either way It's basically you vote one way, and uh, and then you have to vote that same uh, party line or that same party whenever the general comes up.
2: And I know that there's problems either way. But I'll take the problems that come with a closed primary over the problems that come yeah. on an open primary. Right, right
4: now, now, my wife's listening to this. She's, she's chairman of the Pulaski County Republican Committee. And, and, she's,
2: and so she's walking she's, the razor's she, she, edge, baby. Yeah,
4: yeah. Oh, my goodness. You just have no idea. <laughs> the calls that she gets and the. No, the I can the, believe it. And having to be so diplomatic all the time. And. Uh, you know, she has me, she says, I'm going to send this email. You want to read it for me before I send it? <laughs> Those kind of things.
2: Well, that's what I, said. Yeah. I was saying earlier with these town halls. Mm-hmm. Look, I've been on the radio here in Arkansas for 21 years. Everybody knows I'm Attila the Hun on the air as far as conservative goes. Yeah. So I don't want anybody to say to to Dave Ellsworth, yeah, you wanted them because you think that they're the real you know, conservative. Yeah. Well, that's why I took myself out of. And Alan's asking the questions, not me. Yeah, well, we know how he is. No, I'm just yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's and right. He's right of center. <laughs> <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> I hope you saw that in my <laughs> he, face. He, yeah, he rolled, he rolled his eyes. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, uh, you know, he, he's not. You can't say that I'm playing favorites and using a radio station to try to load up right. the ballot. That's right. my whole thing,
3: you know. And, and I and I've said this over over some of the meetings over there for Lee County and and, uh, and Saint Francis and Monroe and, and Phillips County or those areas that we don't really need to beat up each other, like like Alan suggests. Right, We need to stick with the issues, number one. Right, absolutely. And, and because when we get divided, we become divided in our own party, uh, it only strengthens and, and solidifies the Democrat base.
2: And let's be clear. Mm-hmm. If you're running against somebody and there's not even a frog's hair difference between you, why are you primarying that person? Yeah. Now, I've asked that question. People get upset with me. <clears throat> well, I like them better. Well, that's not should be not the point. It's not the point. Of it's the because primary. people don't
3: do their own research. Yeah, I they mean, don't find out what the is. Yeah, are.
2: if if you have a real difference, then I can understand. It. <clears throat> if you don't, then uh, I gotta I gotta question your motives.
4: Right. I ran for office because there was a dire need at that point in time. We were they were trying to pass taxes and all kinds oh, of things yeah. in Plaquemine County, and I, I just couldn't stand by and and let it happen. So I I ran for office.
2: You know, if you're wondering, you should I get into the primary? It's too late now, but I'm just for yeah. future endeavors. Think of it this way: if you know that the person who's holding the, the office says, "I don't think we could ever get rid of the state income tax," and you believe you can, then you need yeah, the primary You should do it. Should do it That's yeah. exactly right. And take out your your uh, your reasoning to the voters and let them make up their right. mind.
3: Or you right. want to get rid of you want to get rid of the special taxes especially elections on on uh, on taxes already liking i'm telling you i'm I'm on i'm on alan's side completely with that
2: all right mr steinbach thanks for joining us what district 73 right that's
0: right my friend
2: all right keep that in mind god bless thank you appreciate you joining us wayne thank you for coming in alan you sit right where you're at you sat down, didn't know they're super cool on the chair. So just make yourself comfortable <laughs> and we'll be back in a few moments to talk with Congressman Hill and Congressman Westerman. All right, back with you. We got the next hour with you. We're going to take our uh, our and I can like play Mister Rogers. I can put my sweater on and say, "Let's my all slippers. let's all go to Washington D.C. <laughs> let's let's go see what's going on in Washington D.C. Uh, we're going to go talk." to Congressman Hill and Congressman Westerman, and we're going to stay right here, but I got my invisible plane, and we're going to fly up to Washington, D.C. Congressman, how are you today?
1: Well, it's great to be with you. I love your Mr. Rogers imitation, and I'm picturing you now coming down those stairs, putting your sweater on. That's
2: exactly right. I I didn't. I put my hoodie on. Might get shot, but I put my hoodie on. Anyway, let's talk... uh, kind of funny i I was talking about the mask mandate that was shot down by the federal judge and at at one o'clock the biden administration said we know we still need masks and at two o'clock the president said well it should be an individual choice and at three o'clock the biden administration said no we want to keep the mask and then later on in the evening uh, they said well the doj will make the decision after coordinating with the cdc now it sounds like uh, Congressman, that Title Forty Two has fallen into the same place. The president now is saying that, well, maybe we met it. We better keep Title Forty Two for a little bit longer than what I thought we needed it. What do you What do you think about all this craziness?
1: Well, it's just. Uh, I mean, this administration has just reeled from from one crisis of their own making after another. And it's just a lack of leadership. I think the President's gotten terrible advice from his White House staff, from his cabinet. And so they're just all over the map on all these decisions. We want a secure border, but they do nothing to secure the border. We want to cure inflation, but they do nothing to cure inflation. We want to get safely out of Afghanistan and they don't get safely out of Afghanistan. I mean it's just there's nothing they've tackled they hadn't screwed up. And um This is just another example of that, where uh, a a lot of members of Congress, including myself, several weeks ago, wrote the president saying it was time to drop the mask mandate. It had long outlived its usefulness. It was starting fights on airplanes. I mean, it just became uh, ridiculous. And uh, here we go. He says it's a, a choice issue, and then they decide to have the Justice Department appeal it. So we don't know where it, as we wake up this morning, we don't know where they
2: stand on this topic. Well, I don't think
1: on any other topic.
2: I don't think they know. I mean, the only thing that I'll be honest over the whole time that this president has been in office, the only time that I went, yes, is when he called Putin a war criminal. Yeah. You know, and, and somebody asked him about, you know, some of the lawyers spoke up and said, well, we don't want to use that. And then, he actually came out and said, I don't care what the lawyers say. You know, your eyes can't deceive you on this. This right. guy's a war criminal. And I wanted to stand up and applaud for the guy.
4: Well, the, the, one of the problems is the – the with all of that back and forth at the White House, the, uh, the airlines and the airports themselves are starting to make their own decisions. Okay, well, nobody can make a decision there. We're going to make one ourselves. Yeah,
2: good for them. I mean, my son-in-law just came back from Germany – he said they don't have they don't have a mask mandate at Frankfurt, Germany. He says you walk to the airport, nobody's got a got a face diaper on. They don't need one; it's not necessary. So, what, do you think that it's over with now, Congressman? Do you think that the people of this great country of ours know that you know what? If I want to wear a mask, I can. Nobody's going to say take that mask off. That's not going to happen. So, uh, you think that we we got some you know and Sandy may be over now?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's conceivable that it could be over. Let's see what happens today. I mean, the whole concept of uh, this masking issue was when you're in close uh, spaces, when there's a huge spike in cases and the virus is running rampant, uh, and if you're someone who is, you know, over 65 or you've got health conditions and all that, you know, this is perfect common sense. So hopefully it'll go back to that common-sense standards where we protect the people that truly need protecting. And um, with uh, all the therapeutics and vaccinations and things that we have now, I mean, that just makes all the sense in, in the word, testing and testing, which uh, still these rapid tests are the best way to figure out if you've been exposed or not. And then, you know, don't go to the high school graduation. Stay home. I mean, this is just uh, the same thing you would do if you were coughing and sneezing with the flu. I mean, <laughs> So uh, masks are something that can help us uh, in that environment, not having 630 people on every airplane uh, for every second and every flight have it as a mandate. Well so
5: then, I, and,
1: hope it's, I hope it's dead.
2: yeah and, the, and they say, well, we're following the science. No, you're not. If you were following the science, nobody would have to wear a mask on an airplane because the the ventilation system gets rid of the virus. You don't have to yeah, worry I mean, about it.
1: Yeah, my biggest peeve during this whole two-year period is on the fall of the science is the segregation of people who were vaccinated and unvaccinated. Yep. This drove me nuts because, you know, I'm vaccinated. I'm happy to be vaccinated. I recommend the vaccination. But – you can pass the virus to somebody if you're vaccinated. You can receive the virus if you're vaccinated. That's correct. It has nothing to do with uh, – it has a lot to do with you getting well faster, you having less <laughs> impact. There are many benefits of it. But I, 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 in Washington, D.C., you couldn't go in a restaurant unless you showed your vaccine card. Well, that, that just doesn't really have anything to do with – Uh, spreading the virus. Now, you can say the people that come in your restaurant that were vaccinated have less chance of getting seriously ill. Therefore, they might be less chance of suing you for spreading it. But, I mean, it's just – Alan's our insurance expert. But you get into this kind of stuff, and you're just – you're so frustrated with the hypocrisy of it.
2: Yeah, right. I really, really am. Something that I've talked about this week – in fact, we've talked about it Monday and Tuesday – and so let's talk about it today as well. Uh, after service on Sunday, I uh, went out to have dinner in Cabot. And I went to a Mexican restaurant, a really nice Mexican restaurant right there at 89 and, and 5. And they weren't open. And they had a, a sign on their door uh, explaining that high prices were causing the prices to go up for the food that were being was being sold there. And uh, that they may be going out of business. And then I went to another restaurant and found the same thing at the next restaurant. And I, I went to Firestone, and I don't know if either one of you been to Firestone and Cabot. It's a nice little family restaurant uh, there mm-hmm. in Cabot. And I I ordered wings, and the waitress said, "Well, Mister uh, Mister Ellswick he says, or she said, she said, "The the price in the in the menu is not the no. price now." And I said, well, what's going on? She said, uh, well, chicken is, is soaring. And I, I did some research, found out the avian flu is in the country again and they're having to knock out flocks and things. And, uh, the price of a chicken wing was $2 a wing. And, I, oh, and, oh it, and, and at that point, I looked at, at her and I said, I think I'll try the quesadilla. All right. And, and, and that's what I had. But here's what bothers me. Uh, the the, co- the big COVID push that happened a year ago is supposed to be over, but now with the inflation that we're seeing in our country, small businesses are clawing to try to stay in business. Congressman, what what you know? How does how does Congress help that? I don't want you to give them more money or anything like no. that. But <clears> how can you get out of the way, kind? Of, I guess that's a better question to let them survive.
1: Well, I make three points about that. First, uh, this is reminiscent of my uh, college days in the nineteen seventies when menus were typed, or menus had stickers that were put on to change the prices on a regular basis, and people don't even know what you're talking about when you say that now. I know they've heard of a fuel surcharge on trucking. You know, back in uh, periodically when. Gas prices go high, but they've never personally seen it affect their daily life, uh, like a a menu only on a blackboard, prices only on the blackboard, or a menu that's essentially got sticky notes all over it.
4: Uh-huh. Well, Jimmy so, Carter's just able to 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 live long enough to see what happens when you when you're a Jimmy Carter.
2: Well, he he gets yeah. up every morning and thanks God that for Biden because <laughs> now he's not the worst president of all time. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Well, here's what we need. If we wanted to control uh, inflation in 2020, we would have withdrawn the Federal Reserve zero interest rates and buying, uh, repeat buying, $120 billion of our federal debt every month. So they've bought way over a trillion dollars of our debt. That injects more money into the capital, uh, into the capital market system. And then you have what Joe Biden's done since he's been in office. He's passed $6 trillion of unpaid-for bills on top of regular federal spending on top of the money that was spent back during the pandemic. So we have this flood of money that's increased demand. It's estimated that there's $2 trillion of extra money in people's checking accounts around the country right now. That's demanding new cars. I want to remodel my bathroom. I want to build a house. I want to do this. I want to do that. That's stimulating the economy, it's true, but it's overstimulated it. And when you combine that with the supply chain disruptions that we had in the pandemic, like we couldn't get people to go to work. They couldn't go to the lumber mill to make lumber. They couldn't go to the chip manufacturing plant. You still got uh, manufacturing plants in China shut down. So those factors are what has caused this inflation. And the first two things the Congress can do where we have more, con- well, three things. One, Stop spending this money like willy-nilly, and that's why Republicans have been voting no on these bills, telling people we need to stop spending money like this, go back to pre-pandemic spending levels and analysis and debates and priorities. Number two, urge the the Federal Reserve, which they're now doing, to stop buying government debt every month and slowly raise interest rates. They're two years behind this process. I hate to say that. So we're back in this 1970s situation where you have a Spending set of presidents, uh, Johnson, Nixon, you have a loose, loose monetary policy, which I just described. And then the third thing is we need to do everything we can to remove barriers (laughs) to getting people back to work, into driving a truck, unleash American energy. We need to do everything we can to get uh, rid of any barrier that's preventing us from uh, opening the gas valve, drilling a new well, because by unleashing American energy, we'll take some of the pressure off these gas prices and oil prices. And that'll help not only ourselves, but it'll help Europe as well.
2: All right. When we come back, I want to, I've got another question about that. I know that Alan's got a couple questions as well. Let's uh, continue to talk our guest is Congressman uh, French Hill district two. We'll discuss uh, some other things with him. We'll talk about the border issue as well, because that's about, ready to get really, really, you think it's bad now? You ain't seen nothing yet, I'm believing. All right, if you're concerned about uh, out-of-control government spending, we just talked about that, how about soaring inflation, political unrest, rapid decline in the U.S. dollar, then you might be thinking like other people that you should buy some silver and gold, have some precious metals that you might be able to use to protect your nest egg. Well, if if that's what you want to do, let me just warn you that You know, it's not like just going out and buying, you know, a dozen and a half eggs. All right. There's some things you need to know about silver and gold. And to know about that, what you need to do is call David Lucas at 501-222-3315. They work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you'll get direct prices from a dealer you can trust and they can teach you about bind silver and gold again 501-222-3315 that's 501-222-3315 investment advisory services are offered through david lucas financial and arkansas registered investment advisor back with you dave ellswick show here on uh, you know 101.1 fm the answer don't forget our secretary of state uh, town hall will be Wednesday, next Wednesday morning, I'll let the congressman know that we'll be taking up your time uh, next uh, Wednesday so that the secretary of state and his challenger uh, during the uh, uh, primary coming up can get on the air and talk about the issues. So uh, next week you get to sleep in Congress. Well, maybe you don't sleep in. You probably get up at bedtime anyway. All right. Let's let's get talking about the border. Fox just did a story talking about uh, terrorists that the uh, the folks down on the border have arrested and that's the people that they've stopped there's hundreds of thousands they haven't been able to stop and I'm got I gotta believe that if you're a terrorist you know you've been given some training of how to avoid detection so this has become a very very You it's a national security issue, and this this administration refuses to admit it.
1: Well, no doubt. This has been going on for the whole administration. In fact, last spring, uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy was on the border, uh, learned that there had been people on the terrorist watch list. He didn't name them. He just simply stated that fact. Uh, The Biden administration jumped on him, said he was lying, and then in the same 24-hour news cycle said, well, that's actually true. You know, so... uh, um, that's uh, that could be the, the real challenge um, and you see it again 23 people have been caught as you point out but there are many many more that haven't just last week uh, Jamie Comer uh, the soon to be chairman of our oversight committee was down in Yuma Arizona and he said people kept coming across the border with no papers no passports and saying oh hey um I'm uh, I'm from Poland, you know, I'm from Romania, I'm from Ukraine. And it was clear they weren't. Uh, and so you have this kind of just avalanche of people which distracts our border patrol, and they can't really secure the border because they're spending so much time um, engaged uh, with these sort of interdiction operations.
2: So it seems to me... This president's been in there less than two years, and everything's gone to hell in a handbasket as fast as it has. Has it amazed you how fast this all has happened?
1: Well, in some ways, no, because when you drop all the rules that Donald Trump worked really hard for four (laughs) years to try to put in place with a lot of trial and error, he went through three Homeland Security secretaries, He went through a lot of debates in Congress, and he got money for the wall, he got more border patrol, he got more judges, he got more technology. And so by the time he left office, the border was functionally secure. People, when we would go down there, the Customs and Border Patrol said they had good morale, they had good people, they were getting the technology they finally needed, they were building the wall. And we heard that from sheriffs and state police departments, too. And it's just all unraveled because he dropped all those policies. And the most recent one is trying to drop Title 42.
2: Yeah, now he's rethinking that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Alan, you said you you had something. Well, nothing uh,
4: more than what the, the congressman was, was saying. I mean, you turn the light on, you see one roach, okay, and there's always a nest of them somewhere. Okay. So if we've got – um, you know that many people coming across the border. Um, there's going to be a certain percentage of statistics, a certain percentage of them that we don't want here. And the problem is, you know, we we need to get uh, somebody in the White House that that's going to uh, uh, going to understand that it's not a humanitarian situation.
2: It's a safety. It's a security situation. All right. Let me give you. Let me give you about. Fifty seconds here, Congressman, because we're running out of time. Congress controls the purse strings. If the Republicans can get in control of the House and the Senate, can they get a lot of this, you know, reined in?
1: If we had the House and the Senate, we could use budget reconciliation, you know, with a 51 percent vote to go back to these pre-pandemic spending levels and prioritize. That would be a real possibility. We have to have both chambers in order to do that, and we have to have a functioning majority in the Senate for everything else. In other words, you have to get 60 votes. Same problem Joe Biden has. But we could definitely, and we could also, with that ability, uh, rein in uh, regulatory issues. Where he's issued regulations, we can use what's called the Congressional Review Act also with only a simple majority, 51%, to roll back uh, rules that were issued by the Biden administration during the year uh, before, meaning in this 2022 year. So we have some tools. And the third tool and the most important tool is oversight, bringing these Biden officials to the Congress for testimony and questioning their strategy.
2: All right. Congressman Hill, thank you so much for your time. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. We'll talk All to you. Best. All right. Talk to you then. Thanks. Congressman. All right. Bill O'Reilly. He's up right now. All right. Let's uh, get into our final half hour here. I see that uh, Congressman Westerman has uh, joined us uh, from Washington, D.C. You're going to hear some of the same questions for him that we had for for Congressman Hill, because they're the big questions right now, but I'd like uh, Congressman Westerman to talk about, uh, you know, we want to see him uh, him get reelected and, Absolutely. and uh, have his uh, position back uh, after November. And if he does, he's going to have a chairmanship, natural resources. Is that correct?
5: Are you there? That's, that's, okay. I'm, I'm there, Dave. That's, okay. that's the plan. Good. Good morning. Good to hear your voice there, good Alan. Good morning, sir. And I'm I'm actually not in DC today, Dave. I'm in in rainy Arkansas, but I'm getting ready to fly out here soon.
4: Well, I hope your I hope your flight is not <laughs> yeah, bumpy. I was going to say if they let him out. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you never know anymore. But no no face mask today. I'm excited. Yeah. There that. you go. You don't have yeah, to put a mask on. What yours? Yeah.
4: Um, Had to put a face diaper
2: on. Feet. That's nice. Yeah.
4: Well, Congressman, are we going to win the House back?
5: Uh, we're going to work what's, very, what's very your hard prediction? at it. You know, we don't <laughs> we don't want to be uh, too presumptuous on it, but I would say we've got the wind <laughs> at our backs, and we've got some great <laughs> candidates out there. Uh, you know, we were supposed to lose twenty or thirty seats in the last election, and we ended up flipping fifteen. So. With everything else that happened in that election, um, I think that got overlooked a lot. But uh, we've, We need to uh, win five seats to win the majority back, assuming we hold all the, the seats that we've got. But there's a lot of dynamics at play with redistricting, which uh, uh, you know, that's, I don't think that's going to give us any benefit. Uh, but we have seen a tremendous amount of retirements on the Democrat side. Uh, which is a good sign because it's uh, usually winning open seats is um, not as expensive and not as hard as winning against an incumbent. So uh, we got a lot of things going our way. Uh, The uh, generic ballot is about, last I saw, six points in our favor as Republicans. That's really huge. It is huge. Yeah, typically, if we're as close as minus four points, uh, we win seats in the house. Uh, so I don't see anything that's going to change Joe Biden or the less popularity between now uh, and the election. And there's just um, it's almost overwhelming the the way that that they've screwed up on stuff. Um, you can with inflation and uh, the border in Afghanistan and uh, just everywhere you turn, uh, I've always said that there's the opposite of the modest touch is the Biden touch because it seems like everything he touches goes the wrong direction.
2: Yeah, sure ain't turning to gold for him. Yeah, that's it's, for it's sure. Turning to ash is what it's yeah. turning. That's a nice way of putting it. Yes, well, it's I mean, turning to ash. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so it, unfortunately, it's 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 not just affecting him; it's affecting the whole country. When yes,
2: it is. It is definitely doing that. I. You know, you're down in uh, in, in District uh, 4, and uh, that's a lot of the Delta area. That's a lot of uh, small towns in rural Arkansas. And, uh, you know, I don't travel in those areas as much as, as you do. Although this weekend, I, I mentioned this to Congressman Hill, after Sunday service, after Easter service, um, you know, I had members of the family in and, and we all went out to go eat. We went to the first restaurant. There was a note on the door saying prices were high and uh, looked like they were perhaps going to go out of business. Went to another restaurant, same thing. Went to a third re- – well, another restaurant that I went to a day, couple of days before. It was $2 for a chicken wing. And I'm, I'm wondering out there in the rural areas, are these mom and pops going to even be able to survive this, uh, Congressman?
5: Well, you bring up a great point, Dave, and that's the the cost of food. I mean, we're seeing the cost of energy go up, and that affects everything, but I think we're just starting to see what's going to happen to food prices, um, especially with uh, the increased cost of natural gas, which provides uh, nitrogen fertilizer, which is the basis of mm-hmm. production agriculture. So uh, that, coupled with the lower wheat and barley crop in, in Ukraine and Russia, uh, I think it not only will drive prices up here, but I think it could um, create some areas of famine around the world.
4: Well, if I wasn't and depressed, I go, am now. <laughs>
5: yeah, well, there's, there's not a good indicator out there with, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've visited poultry processing plants that because of lack of labor, they're off. um you know, one of them was off 20% in their yearly production. And you think about what that does to a uh, the supply chain when these these birds that go into the chicken houses, it's like 52 days after an egg hatches, you got a bird in a chicken house. So there's a, a huge amount of logistics that go into these operations, um, not just with growing the birds, but with buying uh, grain and feed. On the futures markets months in advance. So um, when you get all these disruptions with the um, with the labor pool and with supply chain issues, and these are the things I hear over and over, whether it's in the most rural areas of my district or um, talking to CEOs in Washington D.C., that you know everybody is facing these these problems and. You know, you look and see we've got record low unemployment numbers, but um, the part of that equation that doesn't get uh, talked about is the low labor participation rate. We've got fewer people that are actually in the job market right now. So are the people wanting a job? They can get a job. And we're seeing uh, wages increase, but not at the rate that inflation's increasing. So, um, yeah, prices are going up, and it's affecting everyone I uh, I uh, did something I don't often do. I, I uh, drove through a drive thru yesterday and I, I thought the the bill was wrong. It was like fourteen dollars for hamburger. Yeah,
4: yeah. What happened to that what happened to that uh that dollar meal?
2: There's no dollar menu anymore, <laughs> man. Five dollar menu.
4: Yeah. For
2: one
5: you know, well, double I cheeseburger. In when I was in high school, you could get uh, McDonald's hamburgers for $0.29 cents a piece, but yeah. they, they limited it to one dozen.
2: Yeah, yeah. So let, let me ask this question. As far as chicken goes, and I don't know if you have any information on this, I'm hearing that in like 13 or 14 states that they do a lot of you know, uh, husbandry for chickens and things and in, in raising them, that the avian flu has raised its head again. Is that true?
5: Yeah, we've seen some, some outbreaks of that, uh, which, uh, again, when you're talking about prices in the grocery store, you certainly don't want to see that, a uh, couple of labor shortages and, and supply chain interruption. <clears throat> um, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's amazing uh, how few grocery sacks it takes to put $100 worth of Oh, of man. Groceries in anymore. You yes. got
2: that right. Oh, I, I'm sure every listener right now can relate to what you just said. My wife went to
4: Walmart last night, came back just madder than a wet hen. I mean, she <laughs> was just she <laughs> she did not go in there to spend two hundred dollars, but she had like three or four grocery sacks. And we're we're not talking about the paper the big ones, no. Come to the little plastic ones, right. and, and she spent easily a couple hundred dollars. She said, I just don't know where it went.
2: Yeah, well, I'll tell you where it goes. I went to, to Sam's over the weekend, and I looked and saw that a dozen and a half eggs cost $4.82. Oh That's where gosh. it goes to. Four eighty two. I can't what's, remember what's the last 50, time I ever saw that. It's like 50 that. cents an egg. It's, I mean. <laughs> it's amazing. It's absolutely, I and yeah, It's crazy. I mean, how do we get yeah, that under control?
5: Mar- one of those more presidents when they think, "Yeah, that would that would help." Um, I I asked a guy in the oil business what um, what we could do in D.C. to help uh, help get more production, and he said, "Throw every Democrat out of D.C. and put a fence up and never let one back in." But, um, <laughs> wow! But, uh, yeah, well,
4: that's a good that's a good use of Pelosi's fence. Yeah. I like that. <laughs>
5: but uh um you know the the, the food process the energy process that's all stuff that's real that people see it every day uh i'm just i'm thankful my kids are 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 growing and almost out of the house um i remember you know when we had four of them here the uh we we would carry in a lot of groceries every week mm-hmm. but uh and now my wife just orders them online and i go to the Pick up and they. Uh, it, it doesn't take a lot of space
2: to get a lot of, a lot of the, value of groceries into it. Uh, no, and you don't need an SUV anymore. No, I'm I'm with you on that, uh, Congressman. Let's get a quick break and then we'll come back. Let's talk more with Congressman Westerman. Bruce Westerman is the Congressman from, uh, District Four here in Arkansas. We'll continue our uh, discussion with him. Here in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1 FM. The answer, don't forget about uh, our good friend Pat Davis speaking about saving some money. How about saving some money on health insurance? He will tell you if you'll give him a call, he can save you 30 to 50 percent. He's not going to tell you, look, your health insurance is going to be, I'm look, I'm going to be arbitrary on this number. You, probably, you may pay more, you may pay less. $450 a month, all right? Family policy. But your deductible is eighty is eight thousand dollars. Well, you might have a decent insurance policy, but if you never use it because you never get through your deductible, uh, you're kind of getting screwed. That's the way I look at it. And uh, they do that through copays. He'll tell you how he can av- avoid copays for you. He can get those deductible busters going for you. You need to just call calling. Just talk to him. Take a few minutes of your time. Save yourself some money. That's what I'm telling you. Pat Davis is at 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935. Or visit him online. It's yourhealthplanman.com. All right. We're down to 10 minutes remaining with the, uh, the congressman. Talking to Congressman Bruce Westerman, District 4, uh, of course alan kerr is here with me uh he'll be here next wednesday as well asking the questions of our secretary of state uh uh you know town hall and just to let you know congressman next wednesday we won't have our our weekly talk because we're gonna we've had the, the shuffle and we're gonna be town hall and, and we're gonna do yeah we're gonna do the town hall on my uh wednesday morning show so you know, I don't know if you...
5: Well, that's a good good public service you do there, Dave. You
2: well, know, people need to know what people stand for. Yeah. You know, just right. Just because you know them and they're, maybe you're a next-door neighbor do not mean they're going to vote the way you need them to vote. I'm just telling you. you know, we've all learned that that, that is, that's a serious lesson we've learned. So if if you get reelected, I'm and I have no doubt, I'm sure, that you will be reelected there in District 4, As the chairman of Natural Resources, what's some of the first things that you would hope to do if you guys take the house back?
5: Well, we've obviously got this this energy issue that we're dealing with, so uh, that's going to be front and center. You know, our committee has jurisdiction over energy and mineral production on all federal lands. That's onshore and and offshore. Uh, I'm actually... When I head out today, I'm going down to New Orleans with uh, our Whip Steve Scalise in his district, and we're going to be visiting with uh, folks on, on offshore energy issues. Uh, but uh, there's going to be a lot of focus on that. But as you look at uh, the whole of Congress, you know, Biden's still going to be president. I think we should have a majority in the House, and hopefully we'll have a majority in the Senate. Um but getting legislation pushed through and signed into law, I'm, I'm not uh, going to be naive about that. We can pass bills to let the American people know, you know what we would be doing if we had a Republican president to sign it. Uh, but the main thing we're going to be able to do is to stop the crazy bills from going through and to do oversight. And I think the function of oversight is often forgotten that uh, Congress is supposed to have. Right now there is no oversight happening, um, and when we send letters and ask for information out of the, by the administration on how money is being spent, on how programs are being operated, we just hear silence and we get no reply. But one thing, as chairman, I'll have subpoena power, so when we send letters to uh, the administration, we can subpoena witnesses, subpoena information. And require them to come come testify. You know things like how many uh, how much money is being spent flying illegal immigrants across the country? How much money are they being given? We get no uh, there's no transparency or no information being put out about that. Uh, when we ask about holdups in permitting and holdups in, um, in in obstacles that are being put in the way of Um, supply chain and energy issues Uh, we get silence crickets right now but we'll be able to expose a lot of what's going on and i think the american people will be even more surprised at the information that we get uh from this administration
2: How, how are you seeing the the fall election not the the primaries right now but the fall election on the senate side uh are, are we are we looking positive as far as the Senate? I was reading political yesterday. They seemed to say that it was in that pink area, not, you know, hot red, but pink area uh, for the elections coming up in November, and that there's a very good chance that Republicans could take it back.
5: Right, and that's something that I think is, was unexpected. Uh Uh, going into this cycle, because you look at the number of Republicans that were up for re-election, you look at the retirements that have been announced on the Republican side, and there's a a slew of them, Um, and, you know, the odds are kind of, in one way, stacked against Republicans winning a majority in the Senate, but more and more pundits are saying that's that's going to happen. And that tells you just how poorly this administration and this Democrat majority is performing. Um, when they're talking about Republicans winning the majority back in the Senate with, the uh, with the number of retirements and the, the number of Republicans that are in cycle, uh, during this election.
2: Well, may is just around the corner. So, uh, is work in washington can come to basically a screeching halt now until we get through the election
5: uh I'm not sure that there's been a lot of productive work in Washington up up to this point. Uh, I knew what you were thinking
2: when I asked that question. It
4: might be a a, a good respite for all of us if if things came to a halt for a while.
2: Well, I won't have to have my hand on my wallet as much as (laughs) I have been as far as that's concerned. Yeah, you've said that you think maybe food prices continue to go up. Do you think energy prices continue to go up as well?
5: Oh, I, I don't see anything that would change the energy process from going up in the the current scenario. Um, the Biden administration's dug in on uh, their hatred for for fossil fuels and domestic energy and mineral production. Um, mm-hmm. Putin still controls a uh, percentage of the fossil fuels that are produced uh, around the globe, and he probably has more. Uh, more sway on prices with the current scenario than, uh, than Biden does. Although, if, if Biden would aggressively seek to increase domestic production like Trump was doing, which is it's almost unfathomable to think that we were a net energy exporter um, at the end of the Trump administration and uh, Biden has put such a, a damper on everything in such a short amount of time, uh, but yeah, I think energy prices continue to go up, which energy affects everything. If energy yeah. prices are going up, you're going to see inflation uh, pretty much across the board.
3: All
4: right,
2: final question,
4: Alan Kerr. Hey, uh, thank you, uh, Congressman. I, just real quick, and, and I'm not going to hold you to this. You can you can take the fifth if you want. Do you see us getting see America getting any more involved in the Ukraine uh, battle over there? Uh, than we are today. Um I, I just I just don't see it I don't see how we can't. But you you tell me.
5: Yeah, and I don't know if y'all talked to uh to French Hill about this but I know he was in Poland. Yeah, he was over uh, there. I think in the last week. And uh, you know, the the latest information I've got is basically what he was he was telling me from his trip. Um And the amount of aid that's actually uh, getting there, right outside the the border, for the refugees, but the lack of aid that's getting into the to the country. Um, I think we have to keep funneling supplies and military equipment into Ukraine. Um, I still don't see us getting involved in a direct U.S. troops to Russian troops military conflict. Okay.
2: Congressman, Congressman, have a good one We'll see you in a couple of weeks Here on the Dave Ellswick Show We appreciate your time Alan Kerr, thank you very much For being part of the Dave Ellswick Show today And we look forward to seeing you again Next Wednesday As you'll be ready to ask the questions To the Secretary of State and Eddie Joe Williams As uh, the Secretary of State Runs in the primary To get the, uh, the banner to carry again Or will it be Eddie Joe Williams yeah, they'll both be on the air with us next Wednesday. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to talk about Duck's Garage. We've got a big uh, remote with them here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget, we've got uh, on Saturday, April 30th, the Bumper to Bumper annual car show coming your way. We're out of time. I'll see you at 6 a.m. right here tomorrow morning on 101.1 a.m. FM, pardon me, a.m. in the morning. Uh, Here on the Dave Ellswick Show.